You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Within the scope of the eHealth Forum held in Athens between 3rd and 4th of December 2015, we asked a few prominent eHealth stakeholders on policies and strategies regarding interoperability frameworks, national health strategies, and the digital single market, amongst other things. Tech Talk Central asked Brian O'Connor, Chair of ECH Alliance, Catherine Hornaki, Secretary General at HL7 International Foundation, George Crooks, Medical Director for NHS24, and Alexander Berler, HL7 Chair for Greece, whether an application is a medical device or software that needs to be certified. Listen to what they had to say. Because uh, we in the ECH Alliance actually sit on a committee, we're actually represented there by Blethyn Rees, uh, one of our non-exec directors, who happens mm-hmm. to be a lawyer as well, mm-hmm. uh, and head of a global healthcare practice for a law firm in London. Now, he sits in that committee, which is looking at the whole question of apps. So we all know the ups, the, the upside of apps and the downside of apps. But then you come to this key question, uh, which you're putting to me, about do we need a medical software certification strategy? And to be honest with you, your question jumps ahead of the first question. The first question is, is an app a medical device mm-hmm. or a medical software? You have to, we have to ask that question first. And the committee in Brussels, which is made up of people, very large industry players, plus the commission, plus people like ourselves who represent multi-stakeholders, has decided that the first thing they should do is create a voluntary code for apps to try to put some basic standards on them. I'm not talking about HL7s. I'm talking about uh, basic standards of presentation, of verification that they actually mm-hmm. work in some way. Now, the difficulty with that Mickey, yeah. is that once you start doing that, you then almost certainly move to saying, well, maybe this needs to be regulated. Now, there, is, there's a lot of, there are a lot of good arguments for regulation, by the way, but I think there's a distinction here to be made, and I think this is where it's going to end up. If I were in charge of it, I would split apps into two types of apps. I know there are many types, but for the sake of this conversation, one, wellness apps. Yep. So things to do with fitness and wellness are, in my opinion, fundamentally different from something that is going to directly impact a medical condition you may have yeah. or a medical treatment you may have. So let's assume we could agree that we split them. If you do that, then... The wellness ones, rather like in the UK, US as well, by the way, when the FDA, if you read what they write about it, is they're much more inclined to let the market market yeah. forces decide whether a wellness app works or doesn't because the market, the consumer, will decide. Mm-hmm. If, on the other hand, your app is, for let's say, your type 1 diabetes example, you're given an app by your doctor, which is happening more and more, I'm glad to say, uh, rather than just pills. So you're given an app which says, here's how you take your measurements. Here's what you um, must do if your blood sugar levels are this or that or the other thing. And that's more to do with your medical treatment. And there may be a case, I'm not saying there is, but there may be a case for some of those which are effectively a medical, A, information app, and B, a medical, the only thing I word I can think of is treatment app. Mm-hmm because it affects what you're going to do with it, mm-hmm. there may be a case to regulate those. Now, the difficulty with that is European Commission cannot dictate this to the member states. 
Yes. They can propose it. They mm-hmm. can encourage it. They can encourage certain countries to, to make it happen. But my understanding is therefore each uh, member state would have to make its own mind up. And I promise you, even in the work we have done recently in our many ecosystems, there, there's not just two opinions. There are hundreds of opinions. Um, so tricky area, I would start with fitness and wellness, make it clear that that's a consumer-driven market-deciding app. That takes away a big percentage of them. And then I think each country is going to have to make up its own mind with some guidance from the commission uh, as to what they should do. But let's call them medical treatment apps, for want of a better terminology. This is quite an interesting question because all the people I interviewed, there were several, um, I got different uh, answer from each one of them. So, And I think they were all right. Um, others, others suggested <laughs> assessing the company, which makes sense to me. Others said, why should if... For example, uh, an application is deemed good in Portugal, then another country should not be examining the same um, application. Um, There's different answers which really all made sense, which sort of shows me that we are at the beginning and we have to sort of decide uh, which way it will go. You're 100%. Your, your, your analysis is 100% correct. And I think the easier ones for people to agree on are the fitness and wellness ones. Because I think that they're more inclined to be picked up by consumers, remember. And consumers don't allow borders to stand in their way. Whereas medical, um, you see, it's one thing to say, well, we should assess the company. What does that mean? Are you going to start assessing Apple? What are you assessing? It's financial status. It's ethical status. It's moral status. It's response. And and, uh, what evidence have they got that the app works? You know what I mean? I'm taking that as an example, Vicky, where... I'm 100% agreement. We're at the beginning. Mm-hmm. No one's got an answer. Let's break it down into smaller uh, parts. Yeah. Let, let the market decide on fitness and wellness. Because the market, they, you should never forget this, consumers, you and I and others, are actually much more capable of doing this faster than any medical uh, college, European commission or anyone else. There are a lot of things uh, that um, are happening these days that are coming up, coming down, and, and certainly security and privacy is a thorny issue. Mm-hmm. And it is a thorny issue because of what I mentioned earlier, the, the fact that data is the capital, and whoever controls the data uh, has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And we see these days some of the bigger companies uh, controlling data about everyone, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, you know, if you have open data, you have the ability to innovate. You have the ability to deliver high-quality services. But who will protect the users? This is a problem for the users. How can I trust the system? Is the European Union going to assess these companies? Is there going to be some software certification that I check before I download an application and put it on my phone? Um, what do you know about it and what is your opinion on it? it it's, um, it's a very interesting thing to assess the role that the app stores will play today and in the future. Right now, if you want to develop an app, you register, uh, you register it with uh, iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. Or you register it uh, with uh, Google uh, Play. Play. Google Play. Um, but there are other organizations like the NHS that you mentioned who are developing their own app stores mm. in, in the intent 
to somehow test things uh, for uh, for the people. Mm-hmm. And and it is a controversy. I don't know if you had uh, heard the story about um, this company in the U.S. who created a spin-off to test apps. Mm-hmm. And they tested a couple of apps and then there was a big controversy because some of the apps they tested and approved were not very careful with, uh, with security and data. Yes. So the, that, that had a huge impact, of course, in the company. But, you know, you see this, this tension also that comes with, uh, do, you, do you keep things closed or open and allow them people to vet them? Mm-hmm. So essentially, I would feel very comfortable if uh, people had the ability to test things and the outcome of those tests would actually be used to enrich the, uh, our, our knowledge, our common knowledge about what is good and what is bad. One of the things that uh, kind of makes me uneasy is that right now we sometimes judge apps by how many downloads they had. True. But how many downloads they had does not mean anything about the quality. True, yes. So I would like to see in the future, and perhaps also the EU could play a role there, but also uh, respected third parties, a, a room for the community to actually actively engage in evaluating apps. Yes. It's a, it's a little bit difficult. I'm sorry I interrupted you. It's a little bit difficult when it comes to checking how whether your data is being sent encrypted or not. Um, a user uh, can really do that. It would need um, more sophisticated uh, software to check something like that. Yes. Uh, it is true that uh, sending out encrypted or non-encrypted data may involve uh, um, uh, better security, but you know that there is a war going on, and every time uh, you create a better encryption algorithm, somebody gets better in decrypting the Mm -hmm. data. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even if the data are sent out encrypted, nothing um, makes me, uh, you know, more comfortable that um, that uh, somebody doesn't have hold of the data. So I really trust our society okay. uh, and, and our you know, community knowledge in, in making it right. I think we complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. And, and the internet has a lot of power there in protecting us and, and also giving us value. So privacy, as in a nutshell, is a very thorny issue, um, and I would like to see this being treated uh, more, more, more seriously, and and bringing value only, not only fear. The issue of certification um, is a minefield. Um, I've got a, I've got a firm belief that when government institutions or public service institutions recognize there is an area they don't understand. The way they manage that risk is through governance. And the governance becomes increasingly rigid. And the more rigid it becomes, the more you stifle innovation. Mm -hmm. And in the area of software developments, in the area, for example, of mobile applications, most 
large institutions, particularly in health and care, don't understand these things. They think they're dangerous, they think they're cavalier, they think they're being operated by cowboys, um, and they shy away from them. And that's a great loss. Mm -hmm. I think we need to recognise that the vast majority of people act responsibly. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we need European legislation to safeguard the things that are fundamentally important for our citizens. So that's about data security. And we need to legislate for that. We also need to be very clear about software applications um, that have a direct bearing on the health and well-being of an individual citizen. So software applications, for example, that make diagnoses, that um, recommend treatments, mm -hmm. they have got the potential for harm, and therefore they do need a degree of, of legislation. But also we have to inject a degree of common sense into all of this. We need to recognise there needs to be self-regulation, there needs to be responsibility, and the app developers, the software developers, the responsible ethical companies have a huge part to play. So as I said earlier, this is really about partnerships. This is about mutual respect and responsibility. We have to get rid of the mistrust. And to do that, we need to sit around tables, we need to discuss, and we need to work out what is best. Not what is best for my company, not what is best for my country, but what is best for an individual citizen. In globally and in Europe as well, is that we are steadily shifting from e-health applications, who are more central and could be probably more secure through the local, the existing infrastructure with AI, VPNs and stuff like this, to the mobile health domain, since mm -hmm. we put the patient as one of the key stakeholders in the, in the delivery of care and starting delivery of care mm -hmm. from the patient side. So this is, in some cases, it's true that uh, you can create very simple applications that may not deal with uh, sensitive data in the appropriate way. That's why many countries, and you could probably try to find uh, good practice in Portugal or in, in Spain, where they are trying to organize this a little bit more, on trying to create, I'm not sure if it's a certification uh, approach, but at least uh, a validation approach. So somehow to find a way to, to see uh, that those uh, new applications uh, do not uh, put the patient in danger. Mm -hmm. So there are two cases there. One is uh, that since now it's not very easy with the Internet of Things to, to, to differentiate the software part from mm -hmm. the digital part. So mm -hmm. it can be a software combined with a, some type of device. Hardware, exactly, yes. So it, it, we, it seems that uh, most of those new applications will be seen by European regulators as medical devices. So medical device rules will, will apply to them mm -hmm. on safety issues. So this means that you should try as any medical uh, apparatus, you will need to, to be sure that you will not uh, electrocute the, the patient. Mm -hmm. Put him in danger of any sort or things like that. Thus, mm -hmm. he would not share his information in a manner that it's not allowed by mm -hmm. the regional, the local, and the, the European uh, regulation. Mm -hmm. So this is something that many countries have foreseen to are, and are trying to organize a little bit. 
not sure that the same thing happens in the US. And part of this is that in some countries, like in uh, in England, for example, they they are already making pilots of in trying to prescribe some some of those applications. In, for for example, in some very in chronic diseases like COPD uh, mm-hmm. or diabetes or uh, mm-hmm. trying to keep the patient outside the hospital. So yes, uh, I think. Uh, uh, certification is something that is uh, going to come. Uh, the Commission has a separate uh, strategy on mobile health mm-hmm. and established a uh, mobile health stakeholders group to discuss all those issues. Uh-huh. We are waiting to see what are going to be the, the result of this discussion. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.